it fixes it by itself. All right, here we go. On the three, two, uh, one. We are speaking with uh, Plush's uh, Mariah Formica and uh, Brooke Colucci. Uh, bonjour, as we say in Montreal. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good. I am uh, surviving. It is the third interview, so it's been a long day, but we like that. Um, <laughs> let's let's quickly talk about Plush, but also get into what you two have done up to here. I mean, obviously, Brooke, your your drum channel is incredible. It's just, you know, the, the videos and it's just always amazing just to see the songs you're choosing because, you know, you you think you'd be playing along to whatever Michael Jackson's beat it and you're doing Metallica and you're doing Tool and it's, it's actually quite remarkable. And Mariah, of course, your your career has been uh, just incredible since The Voice. So uh, talk to me about how you all got together and what is Plush? Is it a band? Is it just one single what are we doing? Mariah, I'll go to you first. Well, um, you know, Brooke and I met actually through, um, my dad actually got in contact with her dad through, um, a mutual friend that worked at a venue that we had both played, um, at one time or another. And that's how we met. And I'd seen her on Instagram several times before that. And I was just like, so I knew exactly who she was. I was like, holy crap. Um, and then, you know, found out she only lived like not too far away from me. So we were like, oh my gosh. So we met up. That's how we met. Um, and yeah, as far as plush, uh, plush is our new band, you know, uh, it is, it is a band. It's an all female band. Um, and yeah, and we're, and we're an original band. So we're putting out lots of original content. Yeah, so so talk to me about that. And here, I'll, I'll go back and forth, Brooke. In terms of being an original band, because you, you are doing these covers and stuff, how do you sort of approach this? Do do you take the elements from these other bands? Do you do you just wipe the slate clean and just start writing? How how are you approaching coming up with new material? Um. So of course, like we will take inspiration from people and everything like people who like we have played like me personally I have always been really inspired by Danny Carey's drumming so there's times where I will implement like things that he might have done um but overall like as a band um most of the time it'll be like for like the past couple songs that we've been working on like Mariah has like come up with like a melody and then she'll send it to all of us and we'll all add like our own little flair to it and yeah yeah. Well, all right. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the challenges because Mariah, you obviously were on Team Miley. You did The Voice, and you have been working this constantly since what 2017, right? Four or five years, if not longer, before The Voice, I guess. Uh, yeah, I've been since I was about eleven. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the challenges you face uh, becoming a band and 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 being an artist? Because the, the world is. It's tough out there in terms of trying to get new talent discovered. You, you look at the tours every summer. The venues are filled with Def Leppard and Poison and Air Supply and all these bands that are from forty-five, you know, forty or fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you find your space and your bands? Well, you know, I just, I mean, it's been really, really. People have been like super welcoming. I, I really do think that people are just longing for for new bands. I mean, especially all female bands. Um, and you know, rock and roll, just straight up rock and roll, real rock and roll. You know, uh, not just like 
you know, not like talking about like girl bands or whatever, you know, uh, but. Well, listen, there there is a perception, you know, when you when you do say girl bands, there is a perception of whatever a Destiny's Child or something that's more sort of, you know, uh, Spice Girls. Uh, right. How do you convince the folks that no, 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 we're a rock and roll band. There's not going to be choreographed dancing going on here. So you could, I guess, well, fit it into a rock show. Like, I mean, not to sound like you know, to uh, blunt or anything, but it's like, just look at us. Do we look, I mean, I don't, for one, I don't look like somebody who's going to be dancing and singing in, Je in Destiny's Child. I, I love Destiny's Child. I love that music, but I mean, honestly, we, we just don't even have that look. So yeah. I hope we have people, but uh, I guess that's the first thing I would say. But also, you know, I think that our music will speak for itself. Or, or I hope it does. Um, so I think that that's kind of what, you know, it's kind of just like, okay, here we are. This is who we are. This is what we are. Um, and then let people make up their own minds, whether they hate us or love us. <laughs> well, well, hopefully they'll hate you because it's the first single. Uh, right. Brooke, in terms of, of working in the current context, you know, putting a band together is tough enough as is. How has this whole COVID situation slowed down the process or sped it up? I mean, do you have more time just to sit around and write songs? Or are you like, wow, we, we need to actually go play? Um, so it's definitely, I don't know, it's definitely helped us in some ways and also held us back. Like it held us back in the way where we can't get together as often as we would right. like to because, you know, we have to worry about like getting sick. Mm -hmm. um, but it has given us more time to be home to write more material to send out and yeah and get, yeah. It, and get it done mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah. so let's, let me let me quickly talk to you about the drum channel so a lot of this i guess comes from the dads right the dads love rock and roll and and the daughters i love rock and roll my life my daughter likes drake i mean well you know what am i gonna do <laughs> what am i gonna do i went wrong somewhere along the way <laughs> but talk to me about about drumming and your first love of the instrument. You know, was it really just dad or how did you gravitate to that? Um, so I definitely like my dad has always encouraged me. And growing up, he would always show me like the um, Batala de las Timboras um, that Godsmack does, the drum battle. And when I was in first grade, I actually went to my friend's birthday party and it was a music themed birthday party and they had musicians come with instruments and we all got to try each instrument. So as soon as I sat behind the kit, like I just fell in love. So that's really how I got into it. And you you started up the drum channel on, on YouTube and, you know, almost 300,000 subscribers, millions and millions of views. Were you surprised by that, by, by the reception of people going, wow, okay, look at her? Yeah, absolutely. I honest, I would never expect to be like where I am today when I started. Um, but I'm just really, really grateful that I've been given what I have been. So. And, and I'm curious about this because I've watched other videos of other people, you know, doing guitar covers and drum covers and stuff. I've always wondered, how do you keep that stuff up there and not have YouTube strikes for copyright? <laughs> I'm kind of, how do you not get dinged all the time? I honestly, I have no idea. 
<laughs> I have gotten a couple copyright strikes on some of my songs, but I just kind of record them and post them and hope for the best. Okay, because I've always wondered. I always see that. You know, I um, I did a podcast and I literally had 15 seconds of a White Snake song as an intro to a David Coverdale interview, mm-hmm. and they took it down. I was like, Oh my but, god! But look at the drum covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we I, we had uh, Here I Go Again playing in the bed. And they str- they took the whole thing down, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like, all right, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Mariah, talk oh. to me about about your voice and finding your voice. Obviously, you were on The Voice. Um, talk to me about having that rock voice and and discovering it and strengthening it because you've had a chance to work with Michael Sweet. You've had a chance to work with some of these great vocalists. Uh, what are some of the tips they've given you to to sort of move it forward? Um. I, you know, I, as far as finding my voice, um, I mean, I started singing around, I, I didn't actually start singing until I was about nine or 10, uh, guitar was my first instrument. And so it was like, it was really a shock to me to discover that I, you know, sang good or whatever. Cause I didn't know at nine or 10, I was just like, yeah, you know, I sing, I like to sing songs, but it's not necessarily like, wow, I have a good voice. Um, and so, yeah, I was at a, kind of a similar situation as Brooke, I guess, with her drums is it was at uh, my cousin's graduation party. And so both parties, I guess, but my friend was like, Hey, you know, do you want to do karaoke? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't talk much as a kid. And so I was like, whatever. And um, she was like, let's do rolling in the deep by down. So like we started singing and the next thing I knew, everybody was like, Oh, you know, Josh, Donna, have you heard your daughter sing? And it was just this big thing. Um, And so ever since then, I, you know, started getting, I I was serious about singing. And uh, as far as growing my voice and kind of developing it, and it's still growing 100%. You know, I'm only 20. (laughs) um, But it's definitely still growing. But my most helpful tip for growing it was starting voice lessons at 11 or so. It really, really just taught me how to preserve my voice for for years and years and years to come and, you know, how to and how to find my voice too, how to find my sound, you know, because it's you can you can always just cover people. But, you know, it's different when you have original material and you have an original voice. Oh, absolutely. Um, Um, As far. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, as far as uh, Michael Sweet and stuff, I, you know, he's helped me a lot as far as because. Cause I know that when he, cause we would have conversations all the time. I'd be like, Michael, like your voice is just freaking ridiculous. And he would come off stage and be like, yeah, Oh my gosh. I was so worried. I wasn't going to, or he was like, you know, my voice was really killing me today. I'm like, I couldn't tell at all. Um, and so he kind of just really w- helped me um, realize that, look, you can't be so worried and panicky about, you know, whether your voice is going to sound perfect on stage because it's not going to be perfect um and if you're having a bad vocal day you just got to go out there and give it your best and you know try all you can and at the end of the day whatever it is it is so michael really gave me great advice yeah michael's great in fact i think i think michael is the first person who mentioned you to me years ago Mm. if i'm not mistaken um talk to me about forming a band because for since 2017 you've been mariah you've you've done a couple of singles you've done some stuff uh why now a band and and what does that mean in terms of 
who you are as an artist? Do you sort of give in to the collective or do you just say, hey, listen, I'm still a leader here. Like, talk to me about about that and what changes for you. And Brooke wants to know if, you, if you're going to be the leader too because she might have to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I have always wanted to be for, for a part of a band. From the time I was like five or six, I just always loved rock and roll. Um, I remember seeing bands play and I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to be a part of a band, whether it was guitar playing or singing later on, I found out. But, um, and you know, the solo thing was great while it lasted. It, it, it worked, it, it got traction. Like I was happy, you know, while I was doing it. Um, but I just kind of hit, a spot where I was feeling like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing what I longed to do. You know what I mean? Um, I started this solo project years ago, but the eventual goal was to, you know, find a band. Um, Cause that's just what I always wanted. And so, you know, the, the pandemic came and I had actually just uh, part ways with my with my uh, backup band. And it was just time. It was just something that felt really, really right. You know, I I discovered Brooke around the time we went to Nam together and we just like really bonded while we were at Nam and we jammed and it just it just kind of happened. And I love the idea of, a, of sharing, you know, my passion with three other extremely talented women. So I just, and, and as far as being the leader, uh, this is a cohesive band. This is a, this is a band, you know, uh, we all have say, we all are going to write together. We all have, you know, uh, all of our voices matter just as much. And, you know, that, that's what, that's what this is. Well, that, that's good to hear. We'll, we'll see what happens after the first uh, five top 10 singles, if you still feel that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, Brooke, was this always your life ambition too, to be part of a band? Because you're doing these videos, these drum videos, and they're not part of creating new music. They're just, here's Brooke playing drums, and they're great. But was it always about being in the music business and being in a band? Or is this something that you're sort of doing now for fun and you have other goals? Or where do you see it moving? Um, my goal has definitely always been to be in the music industry. That's always been my dream. And as well as like being in a band, that was like always my goal. It's my dream to be in a successful band. Um, but yeah, that's always been my top priority. That's always been your priority. In, in terms of moving forward with the drums, do you see yourself experimenting into different music genres or do you sort of really just like the rock stuff and I want to do that? Because, you know, I have a lot of drummer friends who will go off and they'll tour with Pink or they'll tour with Gwen Stefani and then they'll go tour with, you know, Alice Cooper or whatever. And they're doing all these different styles. Where do you see yourself stylistically? You know, one kind or multifaceted? I, mean, I always have like rock has always been like my first love and everything but over the years I've definitely grown to appreciate other types of music like funk jazz R&B all that other kind of stuff and lately I have been jamming to these drumless tracks and they're like all funk and everything so I really do enjoy playing other genres as well well that sounds good uh 
Mariah, in terms of uh, production and producing, does the band Plush go in and self-produce, or do you have sort of a a list of guys you would like to work with? I mean, obviously, we'd all like to work with Mutt Lang at some point, but uh, how do you sort of see it? Do you really want it to be, like you said, a, you know, a unit, and it's just, we're this, and we're going to produce it ourselves, or how do you see the album coming together? Well, I definitely want uh, to work with, with a producer, you know, I, I, I think that that's the best, you know, thing. And I always think it's helpful to bring in other people's, uh, vin- visions and opinions and cause it only can make the song better, you know? Um, and we had the amazing chance to work with a really cool producer, um, for this next single that's coming out. Hey, and uh, a couple more other songs, his name's Johnny K and he's just amazing. You know, he's, Grammy nominated and he's worked with bands like Disturbed and Three Doors Down, uh, Hailstorm. And so that was really, really awesome for us to experience. And, um, you know, but yeah, I definitely see us working with with other producers and stuff like that. I don't necessarily see us just in a studio together, kind of just hit, hitting buttons and doing stuff ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> trying trying to figure it out i think definitely you know in the in the far future i think it would be fun just to get together and you know do like a self-produced album it would be fun in in terms of the uh, the recording process are you in favor of of getting into the into a studio as a band and sort of setting up the mics and all four of you go at it or do you like the whole use of technology where you send your part in and they fly it into pro tools and do you like it more organic or do you like it more, I don't know, I, cert- I, I honestly 100% uh, prefer to, you know, have everyone come into the studio and record, you know, together and have the whole crew together. Because aside from just, you know, having a clearer vision because we're all together in person you also just have a lot of time to to bond with your bandmates and you know your team that you're working with and it's just it's just a fun time you know so um i i much uh i definitely prefer def- uh, going into the studio for you know? for on the floor plug in and play um the voice mm-hmm. obviously you've talked about this ad nauseum but what what kind of business lessons do you learn from that because it, it's it's a show but it's also a business. They make you sign a contract right. and it can be restrictive depending on, on, on the show. Um, was that a wake up call? Did you sort of say, whoa, I got to be more aware of what's going on business wise? Or do you sort of just run into it and go, hey, look at that. Here I am. I'm on TV. This is great. How do you sort of how did that affect you moving forward? At, honestly, like at the time, I. Um, I didn't have like. I felt like I didn't have anything to lose at the time. And so, you know, well, I had... you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I certainly didn't. didn't. And so I just, uh, you know, I figured, hey, you know what? It's fine. And honestly, the contracts for that specific show weren't that... They, they really weren't bad. It was really right. just, you know... So, so they, they don't own you for the next eight years like some of the other shows. Right, right. It's not like American Idol or anything. It was kind of just basically, hey, you know, she, while she you're on said the show. it, lawyers. She said it, not not me. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was just basically, you know, while you're on the show, just make sure you 
don't release music and if you do run it by the show it's just stuff like that um but once you're eliminated from the show everything kind of just <laughs> they don't, stops. They don't so, take your phone calls anymore they're like right. who's that um you got to work with team uh, miley how is that because you look at her stuff you know hannah montana over to what she does now you know copying olivia newton john songs under different names um what what do you learn from her because that is to me the perfect model for almost any artist to follow just you follow your dreams you do what you want to do you are who you want to be and you just keep pushing it, it's a great message um yeah um, it was really cool to work with with uh miley you know t being on team miley was amazing uh we had a lot of fun and she's really funny <laughs> um and yeah, it was just, it was, it was really fun. It was really fun to be on Team Miley. And does she offer advice or do you sit down and, and she gives you business advice or vocal advice or, or how to dress or how to wear your hair? Does she, does she offer anything? Uh, yeah, I, well, something that I really liked about her is I, you know, that you, when you're on that that show you have a wardrobe team and you have your own stylist and stuff like that and um for one of the rounds for the battles some my stylist was like trying to put me in you know bedazzled sparkling boots and heels and all uh, sorts i know of what stuff. you said i tried that myself it's terrible it still doesn't, <laughs> doesn't just doesn't work uh, and, and, as you can and, tell my stylist quit overnight it's it's just it's just not working <laughs> No, <laughs> um, you look great. Stop. Um, but hear that dog? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, they tried to put me in like the stuff that was just so well, not me. Here, and well, let me ask you this. All right, I'm going to stop you there for a second because listen, you're both beautiful ladies, and they are going to try to to dress you up and make you look and sell and the whole. Is that something that you just play along with and sell sell more albums, or at some point you say, whoa? I'm not a Barbie doll. Like, calm yourself. Uh, Brooke, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean... I, it is a concern. Yeah, like, I'm somebody, like, I really don't like being told what to wear at all. Right. Because, I mean, for me, especially with, like, drumming, there's, like, some things I can't wear because I can't play in it. Right. Um, but I also just, like, for me, fashion-wise, I really love to express myself with how I dress. So when somebody's telling me how I should dress, I don't get to do that. Right. And, but you have to, you, you, at some point, a record company or something might say, well, it would be a lot sexier for the picture if you, do you just say no? That's not, no. Or do you go, hey, listen, if it sells a few extra albums, why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would definitely be somebody who would say no to that. Good, as you should. This, like it's just not me to like dress like all revealing and everything Good. i'm somebody i like to be covered and stuff like that well it's not even just being covered it's, it's just being strong and saying no <laughs> me me is me i'm not doing that and and that i respect that that is 100%. listen i have a 17 year old daughter and and you know i respect the fact that you need to be who you are you know uh mariah same same question uh you know, they say to you, you, you got to, you know, cut up the, you know, the, the dress comes up a little bit and then the, the, the V goes, do you just go S stop it? I'm a rock band. I'm not a fucking Barbie doll. Well, yeah. First of all, if they ever 
tried to put me in a dress, I wouldn't even wear a damn dress. I'd be like, listen, we're not wearing dresses. I'm not doing this. I don't even look good in a dress. I don't have the right body language. I don't have feminine enough body language to be in a dress. It's just not going to happen. It's not so, going to happen. So, you know, uh, obviously, to an extent, we're going to have to do some things that we don't necessarily love, you know, just to, like, play the game or right. like you were saying. But there is a there is a line that I would have to stop it at. Which it's is, a know, fine which line. Right, which is basically, you know, if they ever tried to tell us things to be sexier or to look, you know, to dress certain ways or whatever. If it's something that's totally against who I am, you know, I'm just not doing it, period. Um, Good. It's just not worth it to me. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there is sort of an inherent, uh, inherent sexism sometimes. And you see how they try to oh, dress people up. And, and, and I look at Lee Aaron, the Canadian singer. I don't know if you know Lee Aaron at all. Uh, she was the metal queen back in the 80s. And when they started her off, they, they, they would do her in all these kinds of strange outfits. And she's not that. And, and I, I think she sort of regrets it. But I'm glad to see that we're, we're past that. Um, wh where do we go from here? So the single comes out in a couple of days. Um, full album, tour. I mean, tour is hard to say. But where do we go from here? Either one. Well, I, th I think that... Uh... You know, I want to, I'm excited for one to see the, um, you know, the response to the song. I, I hope people really, really like it. Um, and, but also, you know, I, from here, like you were saying, tough to say when it comes to the live stuff, but um, as far as, as reaching people, I just want to reach people and touch as many lives as we can. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to be, I want to help out rock and roll. I want to help to continue the, you know, I want to help to. Keep the music alive. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, that's what I meant. I want to help keep rock, you know, I want to help keep rock alive and um, help the future of rock and roll, yeah. especially America. So uh, that's, that's where I see us going. And hopefully we get to play tons of live shows. In Canada, too, at some point. But yeah, certainly. yeah, you know, I, we, we hear rock stars say rock is dead, rock is dead. And it's just like, yeah, you know, rock has sort of become jazz in the sense that it, it'll always be there and it'll always be the big festivals. But is it right. going to be top 40 radio? No, but you know what? <laughs> jazz still sells great. It doesn't need to be on top 40 radio. Anyway, there we go. That was that was great. And of course, uh, Hate is the uh, the new single. Um you're going to have to love hate that basically not a great <laughs> rock band. Uh, thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Mariah. Uh, great pleasure, Mariah. It's been, it's been a pleasure to finally talk to you over the, uh, yeah. in, you know, we, we do the Facebook friend thing. We've done the right. Twitter friend thing, but here we are. It's been what took us five years, but Hey, yeah. <laughs> here we are. Thank you. Thank, as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you both. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Cheers. Anytime. All right. Perfect. I'll turn that